0: Let's turn to Psalm 61. And I call this high rock. I recently have been going through a lot of trials and storms, and it's, it, makes, it forces me to look and, at my life and say, when distractions are pulled away it leaves just me and so it really shows who you are when you're going through a storm how connected you are to god so yeah i mean it forced me to think about rest and rock and and what is the constant in my life and so this is a psalm of david and he You know, he talks a lot in the Psalms, and it seems like he's either crying or rejoicing. Um, And we can definitely learn a lot from that. So Psalm 61, verse 1. Hear my cry, O God. (coughs) Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And we know these verses well, but I just want to look at them at each part closely. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. So it's not just asking. I think often we're satisfied with just asking God and then going about our day. God wants to see us come longing, longing and seeking and, and crying before him. And when we really recognize our need for God, that's what we'll naturally be inclined to, is just crying out to God, like, hear my prayer. And we should be crying out for even the deepest issues in our life. Um, I know for me personally, I don't share a lot of deep things with other people. And so it's not all that natural for me to come to God and say, and, and tell him about all the deep things in my life. But really, he's the one that knows best. And so let's bring him everything, even, you know, those little things, but especially those deep things and what really matters to us and it, what matters in life. David says, attend unto my prayer as if maybe God isn't listening. God and sometimes it does seem like that that God is far but God does hear all of our prayers all the time and he wants to hear us come he wants to hear us longing for him to hear the next line from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee so we know David was at this time he was the king in Israel And he didn't really travel far out of Israel as far as we know. And so he's probably not talking about literally the ends of the earth because he's probably in Jerusalem. And so this is in a figurative way from the ends of the earth. It's as if he's saying when I'm far out and when I'm in such dire circumstances. And so there's three words that come to my mind that I think might describe or what he's saying when he says from the ends of the earth. And that's despair, distress, and depression. Uh, despair is like hopelessness, just this is the end. How, how can I ever get out of this? Distress is like a pressure, right? And So he's describing the circumstances that he's calling to God in. And he did not give up hope, right? He knew that he needed to call. And we always, we need to call when we're especially, especially when we're at the end of our rope or when we're at the ends of the earth, when we're in such dire circumstances. We need to call because he is our hope. How long do we sink in despair and wallow in depression? Cry out to God, he is your only hope. The next phrase, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So there's three things that he's saying that he needs here. First of all, a rock, and this is God. God is, think about how God is consistent throughout time. And even before time, and even after time ends, he's just the same, always. And I think of two characteristics of God, maybe, I'm not sure if they're the biggest or most important, but I think of love and power. And do those go together? Well, yes, I think that's power for those he loves. And so we can run to the rock, we can run to the bulwark of salvation, a strong tower, Alexander McLaren was a Scottish minister, and he wrote these words about how he thought maybe David was thinking about a rock. His imagination sees towering above him a great cliff on which, if he could be planted, he might defy pursuit or assault, but he is distant from it. And the inaccessibility which, were he in its cliffs, would be his safety is now his despair therefore he turns to God and asks him to bear him up in his hands that he may set his foot on that rock And so that kind of just gives us a mental picture of a cliff And it's solid, it's there and if we ask God he will carry us to the top of there and just shelter us in there a rock that is higher than I this is the second thing we need Something that's more than us. Uh, think about David at this time. He was king of Israel, probably very wealthy. I mean, he was wealthy. What more could he want? He was at the top of the top ring of the ladder of humanity in just human terms. So, why was he saying something that's higher than I? Because he recognized that there was something higher than him, and he needed that. Our need for God does not change. As we grow spiritually or financially or however, we still need God in the deepest way, no matter what's going on. And also, notice the word lead. We need to be led to that high rock. And you know, it's our choice to follow, but ultimately, Jesus Christ is the way. And It's, you know, God's plan is just throughout the Bible, and Jesus is kind of the fulfillment of that, of how we can get to God and how we can stay and abide and just live in Christ. I want to close with Psalm 125, verse 1. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. Recognize your need for God, cry to him, and he will bear you up to that high rock.